Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. I missed you guys. You know, we were away from the podcast pretty much for the last uh, better part of over two weeks because I was on vacation from the K-Show and I was traveling with the Rangers. I just got back from Florida um, with the Rangers and I'm off to Montreal tonight. So it's kind of been hectic. And, you know, when you're off... You know, you don't want to work. <laughs> so it just, uh, and Anthony was also busy with a lot of things that he was doing. So we just decided to take the holiday break off. So hopefully everybody had a great holiday, however you celebrate it. And hopefully you have a happy and healthy 2023 as we get to kind of the unofficial second half of the season here as we turn the calendar to 2023 and where we stand. And, and where we really stand, guys, is quite simply a very wide open Eastern Conference where. There's going to be a pretty good hockey team that misses the playoffs. And we've talked about this constantly on this podcast about how difficult it is to make the playoffs, despite what a lot of people on the outside uh, believe about this sport. But you take a look at right now, if the season were to end today, and you've got everybody's played between 36 and 40 games. So we're not quite to the halfway point, but it's not going to change once everybody is to the halfway point. Carolina just had their 11-game winning streak snapped by the Rangers last night. We'll get into that in a bit. They've got 56 points, and those 56 points represent the top of the Metropolitan Division. Uh, The Devils have 49. The Rangers have 48. So let's look at second place, New Jersey. 37 games played, 49 points. You go to the third place um, wildcard team in Pittsburgh. They are in sixth place in the division. They've got 44 points. So right now, five points separate second place in the Metropolitan Division, which obviously puts you in the top three of the division, and missing the playoffs. Five points. Both Pittsburgh and New Jersey have played 37 points. Now, the Islanders have 46 points, but they played two more games than Pittsburgh. Washington's got 48 points. Um, they've played four, uh, three more games than Pittsburgh. You know, so... Where is Washington going to be once Pittsburgh starts to make up those games? Then you look at the entire conference, where Pittsburgh's on the outside looking in, and there is no Metropolitan team in the wild card. Boston, Toronto, and Tampa hold the top three spots. Boston's the best team in the NHL with 62 points. Toronto's nine points back with 53. Tampa's got 49. You go to Buffalo. They are nine points back of the third spot. Despite the fact they're plus 21 goal differential and have won seven of their last 10 in points and eight of their last 10, and Tage Thompson has just been on fire. We'll get to that in a second as well. And because of the inclement weather in western uh, uh, New York, which is, is an understatement, the blizzards that literally killed people and games were postponed, they've only played 36 games. So 
once they start making up those games, Buffalo is going to find themselves in the wild card race, and that's going to put the Islanders in Washington possibly missing the playoffs as well. Now you look at Detroit. Detroit's played the least amount of games in the NHL, 35. They've got 39 points. So you look, oh, they're done, 39 points. Look, Don, they're seven points out of a wild card spot. They're 10 points back at Tampa. But they've got four games in hand on the Islanders. So they could very easily get right back into the wild card race. So, And you probably cut the line there. I don't think Ottawa's a playoff team. I got a chance to see Florida live. There's complete dysfunction there. They've, they're in cap hell with Barkoff uh, extension. Their goaltending has been poor, despite the fact that it shouldn't be with Bobrovsky and Knight. But there's just a lot of dysfunction there. When 39 games played and 38 points, a minus five goal differential, I'm sorry. You know, I think Florida's done, and I don't think Ottawa's good enough. So I'll take it to Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Detroit, the teams that are on the outside looking in, uh, as the teams that could still make the playoffs. So that means it's going to be really, really funky. It's funky in the West as well. The defending Stanley Cup champions right now are out of the playoffs. Now, they've got three games in hand on Edmonton and Calgary and are only one point back of Edmonton and two points back of Calgary. So Colorado should be fine. Where do you stand on St. Louis right now? No O'Reilly for the foreseeable future. No Tarasenko. But they're only three points back. They had a huge win in the shootout last night against Toronto. So what about Nashville? I don't think they're a very good team, but they only sit right now four points out of a playoff spot with three games in hand on Edmonton, and they're trying to get catch Minnesota. They've uh, right now are just um, six points back of Minnesota. Everything that I said about being in the playoffs during American Thanksgiving, I mean, that holds true. That The stats are, are what they are. 77% of the teams make it. But I think this is the year where you look at it and you say, this is going to be right down to the wire. There's going to be a lot of movement. And then when you hit the trading deadline, where some of these teams are going to have a chance to improve, that is really going to make for a fun, fun uh, March and April because I think there's going to be a lot of crazy, crazy playoff spots uh, open. And you might see, you very well might see a team in the high 90s in points, especially in the Eastern Conference, I think really only in the Eastern Conference, with a huge plus goal differential, not make the playoffs. You take a look at the Islanders. They won last night against Vancouver. All right, They've, They're 5-3-2 over their last 10, which is pretty much average. They've got 46 points in 39 games. So let's say, the, and they've got the last playoff spot. That's still, if they were able to win their next two games and get to 50, they'd be on pace for 100 points and still not guarantee themselves a playoff spot. Same with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's got 44 points, 37 games played. So they could be at the 50-point mark by the time they get the 41 games played. They can be on pace for 100 points. My point is, is that 98, 99 points, that, was always, that has always been a lock to make the playoffs. Might not be a lock this year. And you tell me. That if there is a team, let's say the Pittsburgh Penguins, finish with 98 points and say a plus 15 goal differential and miss the playoffs, are you going to tell me, well, sorry, only good teams make the playoffs? Well, to me, that's that's a good team with a plus goal differential near 100 points and they miss the playoffs. 
That's going to make for a lot of fun. And you can't leave points on the table. You can't blow third-period leads. You can't lose in overtime of the shootout. You look at the Ranger game back last Thursday. They had a one-goal lead, one nothing in the third period on the road against Tampa. No shame in losing that game in a shootout. But if you find a way to hold on to that game or get the extra point, that might be a point that they may miss down the road. So you've got to lock it down. You've got to beat the bad teams. Like the Rangers play Montreal tomorrow. Rangers got to win that game, especially with New Jersey looming on Saturday afternoon and games against Minnesota and Dallas next week. So the Rangers had a huge win last night against Carolina, but they can't let down, squander any points against Montreal. These teams, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, Washington, over in the Western Conference, uh, those teams that are on the outside looking in Colorado, they should be fine. They're the defending Stanley Cup champions, but Edmonton, Calgary, you know, St. Louis especially, these are teams that they just going to have to find a way to win almost every night. That's why I think Florida's done. You know, they've dug themselves too big of a hole. The goaltending just hasn't been good enough. Um, I was talking to Steve Goldstein, their television play-by-play voice, and he said they can't afford to lose back-to-back games anymore because they got to make up too much ground. And what do they do? They end up losing back-to-back games because um, that's what happened with Florida. They bounced back and they won against the Coyotes last night, but you know, they're going to have to go on a toot, and are they capable of doing it? That is some very interesting stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So much going on. Rangers extend Jimmy Vesey by two years. That's a great decision. He's played terrific hockey, great two-way hockey. What a find for the Rangers during the offseason to bring him back. So uh, good job out of him. The game of the night last night to me, though, was the Sabres in Washington against the Capitals. Ovechkin with a couple of goals. He now has 8.08. But the story in this game is Tage Thompson. He's the one player that I don't think enough people around sports, never mind the NHL, have talked about. He's got 30 goals on the season. A hat trick wins the game in overtime. And with everything happening in Buffalo uh, with the Hamlin situation, I'm not sure how much of that carried into this great comeback for the Sabres, but they certainly talked about it after the game. It's such a small sports community in Buffalo. There's only the two teams, the Bills and the Sabres, both immensely popular in Western New York. So when something as devastating as what happened on Monday night in Cincinnati certainly carries over to hockey, certainly carries over to the Sabres. So that was a huge, huge win for them. Hey, we've got the goal. So, Anthony, why don't you play the game-winning goal by Tage Thompson? Tuck got a stick on that one down low. He does again. He's got Thompson out front. Thompson with the puck. Takes the scores! Tage Thompson with a hat-trick goal to win it in overtime. What a beauty. Yeah, it was a beauty. And uh, Buffalo's a dangerous team. They had their winning streak snapped the other night. But with all these games in hand, a good team plus goal differential. Goaltending hasn't been as bad as people thought it was going to be. That could be a, a lot of fun watching the Sabre team possibly make a run and disrupt a lot of things going on in the Eastern Conference. As I mentioned, you got to win the games you're supposed to win. Lightning did that last night against the Blackhawks. Predators did that last night against the Montreal Canadiens. Nice game between the Blues and the Maple Leafs. 
as the Leafs are able to at least get a point, which was uh, looked like it wasn't going to happen. They'd get the bunting goal on the power play midway through the third period to tie it, but then eventually the skills competition goes to St. Louis. Blue's still a chance to make it, but as I mentioned before, you know they've got so many injuries, and you lose O'Reilly and you lose Tarasenko. Those are just the, the two best players that they have, but they were able to steal a win in Toronto. You know, there's been this talk around the Leafs that they kind of played down to their competition a little bit, but still, I know they're nine points out of a playoff spot, but that's just because Boston just cannot be touched. Boston with a plus 57 goal differential to Toronto's plus 30. Plus 30 is good. Um, but not good when you compare them to Boston. But in any other division, think about it. The 53 points, they'd be um, close three points back at Carolina. Uh, If they were in the Central Division, they'd be in first place. They'd be one point back at Pittsburgh. If they were in the Pacific Division, they're just stuck in the division with the best team in the NHL, uh, the Boston Bruins. Um, Wanted to, um, before we get into the rest of the games last night, while it's on my mind with Boston, Got a chance. TNT, I thought, did a great job with the Winter Classic at Fenway. Won by the Bruins um, by the final score of 2-1 to one. Pittsburgh. Malcolm Thornton had tied the game, but it came as the clock expired. So it was a competitive game, fun game. It looked aesthetically pleasing. Fenway Park popped. I thought the jerseys were tremendous. But what the reason I'm bringing it up, even though it's a couple of days after the fact, is that I think people in the hockey community kind of feel like the Winter Classic is a bit played. Because they've been on it since 2008. There have been stadium series games, heritage classics up in Canada. We've seen tons and tons of outdoor games. And for people like me and you that consume a lot of hockey, it can feel like it's a bit played. But i got to tell you, talking to people in the sports world who aren't consumed with hockey, they love it. They watch it. So, I mean, that's the reason you put the Winter Classic together, right, was to try to win the fringe fan over do something that kind of made sense for the non-hockey fan to be interested in. So it still works. It still resonates. And that's the reason you do it. So any hockey fan out there is like, all right, Winter Classics played. If it's not involving my team, I don't even bother to watch. It's the same old teams all the time. It's always Pittsburgh. It's always Boston. It's always Chicago. Um, But now you're seeing it branch out to different places. Next year, it's going to be Safeco in Seattle with the Kraken and the Golden Knights. So you get a West Coast feel to it. The two new teams in the NHL getting the grand stage in what's supposed to be a tremendous venue out in Seattle. Um just makes a lot of sense too so even though you might think it's a bit played as a hockey fan it still works to hockey's advantage because of the tremendous amount of attention it gets outside of uh, the hockey community uh just to touch a little bit more on the games last night i got a chance to call the rangers over the hurricanes i gotta tell you even though the hurricanes lost the game they are an outstanding outstanding team there's a lot of firepower there none of the names that jump out at you like there's no Ovechkin or Crosby or Malkin or you know Kane and Taves back of the day McDavid all those you know the names that resonate with hockey fans but you look at that Carolina team Ajo is tremendous Natchez is is got a tremendous shot he is so fast um, I think the addition of Burns on the blue line has been just, I think, terrific for them. Um, their goaltending with Ian Anderson back is going to be better. Uh, but Kochenkov was good last night. Same with um, the goaltending they've gotten from Auntie Ranta. So I think they're going to run away with this division. And even though their 11-game winning streak was snapped, they play a tremendous amount of hockey. And you all know from listening to this show the respect I have for Rod Brindamore. I think he's one of, if not the best coaches in the NHL. 
Um, Carolina did lose, but you know the Rangers uh, deserve a lot of credit for the way that they played. Same old song and dance with them, right? Power play now scored four times in the last two games, so it's been up and down. But it's Sabanajad, it's Kreider, it's kind of the usual sus- suspects. Panarin with them scoring on special teams when they got hot. But I think the goaltending was pretty good last night. They caught some breaks, but they they won a game. They won at home. And now they got a very winnable game coming up against Montreal tomorrow. It's a chance to make it three in a row points in four consecutive games uh, and just try to march and stay within uh, the reach of that top three in the Metropolitan Division. I thought uh, that was a good game. I figured I'd throw it out there. Jets beat the Flames 3-2 to two as the Flames just cannot find the traction needed that they were able to get last year when they won the division. Gagne gets the game winner with less than six minutes to play for uh, the Winnipeg Jets, who were uh, in pretty good shape there in the Central Division, sitting in second place with 49 points, three points back of Dallas with a game in hand. Dallas lost in Los Angeles to the Kings last night, a game that was seen on ESPN. Still don't know how the Kings are doing it. Four points out of a playoff spot um, with 50 points, despite the minus six goal differential, but they still find ways to win. There's still enough players on that team that kind of been there, done that. Um, I, you know, you see it with Tampa. I got to call that game last week with the Rangers and Lightning, where there may be some holes. It may not be a perfect team, but they just know how to win. You know, when you've been around the block as long as these teams have, they kind of just know how to win, and that kind of helps you when you're not that good of a team, but you find ways to win one goal games. I mean, that's why Carolina's scary too. Carolina hasn't won a cup, but they've been a consistent playoff team. Do you realize last night was the first time that Carolina lost in regulation when scoring first, which they did last night, and it's the first time this year they lost in regulation when having a lead after two. That's veteran teams. Those are teams that know how to win. Now we'll see what happens in the playoffs. And we'll see if the Kings can make it, and certainly Carolina's going to. So there's going to be a lot of checks they're going to have to uh, – boxes they're going to have to check once they get to the playoffs. But right now you got to feel good about um, Carolina's chances, and certainly uh, the Kings, I think, are kind of doing it with mirrors. I, I, I think for anybody that follows football – might be able to appreciate that. I think the Los Angeles Kings got a little got a little Minnesota Vikings in them, where you know they're not really that good, uh, and the point slash goal differential shows that. But hey, it is what it is. We're halfway through the season, they're in second place. All right, let's close it out with your tweets at Don LaGreca hashtag Game Misconduct. We go to Michael, who says best jersey logo in the NHL in your opinion. I've always been in love with the Blackhawks jersey. I think it's tremendous. All the original six, the Leafs jersey, Pops, that blue is amazing. I love the Sharks. I love what they're doing, by the way, with those um, retro reverse with the old um, uh, the old uh, California Golden Seals are tremendous with those colors. I love what the Wild are doing with their logo from the North Stars. But uh, logo-wise, it doesn't get any better than the Chicago Blackhawks. Tommy P. wanted to talk a little World Juniors. Happy New Year. I know not every hockey fan watches World Juniors, but the Canadian-Slovakia game was exhilarating. Connor Bernard, wow. I'm not a fan of tanking, but when a prospect like this comes along, I kind of understand why GMs want to do that. (laughs) And he put the Blackhawks in parentheses, and that's certainly true. Blackhawks, I don't know. You you feel like the Blackhawks aren't going to win another game, but... You know, I hear this a lot with Lafreniere and Kako because they were high draft picks. Kako was the second overall pick with the Rangers and, of course, Lafreniere number one, that you get tagged with that high draft pick, but it's really kind of based on your draft, right? The fact that Alexei Lafreniere might have been the best prospect coming out of that draft does not mean you're going to become the next Connor McDavid, right, or the next Sidney Crosby or the next Alexander Ovechkin. But it looks like Connor Bernard 
is going to be that special player. And it is a lottery system, so you hate throwing a whole season away uh, and not get that pick. But that ping-pong ball is going to come up. And, boy, I think this is probably the the most excited somebody is going to be for getting that pick since going back to um, when Connor McDavid was taken by uh, the Edmonton Oilers. And, listen, still not any kind of panacea, right, because Edmonton still – uh, they got to the conference final last year, but it's still not even come close to winning a Stanley Cup, despite having two of the best players uh, in the NHL. Uh, David says the Pens have been on a roller coaster ride all year. I have the utmost confidence in Mike Sullivan, but there's a lot of dead weight on this roster, like Carter and Dumoulin. Well, are they just not good enough? Well, they get a lot of ice time, and you know Carter and Dumoulin were actually pretty good in that win against the Rangers a couple of weeks ago, but. I don't know how Pittsburgh's doing it. We talked about it a lot. Latang's had a tough season between the stroke and um, you know the death of his, um, I believe his uh, grandfather passed away. I know he had a death in the family is, that affected um, him over the last couple of games. But Malkin's having a great year. Crosby's having a great year. Their goaltending has been very, very good. But you're right. There's you know, Mike Sullivan's doing everything that he can. I just don't think they're cup-worthy. I, I, they surprise me every year getting into the playoffs, finishing as high as they do. I, I just think that you know, you've seen it in the postseason the last few years that eventually the gas is gone from the tank by the time they get there, and it might be happening again. Jimmy Berger says, general NHL question here, why doesn't the league do what the NFL does and automatically review all scoring plays? Well, they do. This would eliminate the need for coaches to challenge goals which wastes time and could put their team on a penalty kill. Well, it's, it, Every goal is reviewed in the sense of whether it went in. Now, you can have the goaltender interference, um, but that's a judgment call that really can only be called from the bench. It only makes sense to. But every goal is reviewed, whether it was kicked in. If, if a goal is in, it gets, they take a look at it. So... They do it, it, They do have that ability to do that, other than the goaltender interference, which, again, is a judgment call. Uh, Brett says, why does it seem like every time the Rangers score, they either give up a goal right away or take a penalty? It seems to happen a lot. It's such a letdown that it's not only hard for fans, but the players, too, get them in a bad mindset. Very frustrating. Well, you picked the perfect time because last night, what was it? Uh, they tied the game at 1. 16 seconds later, Carolina took the lead. Then they tied it at 2. 29 seconds later, they took the lead. And then finally, they, they were able to take the uh, tie it, take the lead, and then add to it uh, for the win with the heat of empty netter. I, I don't know why that is. Sometimes it's you know, is it coaching? Should Gerard Gallant come out with a different line after scoring? Usually you like to come back with the same line. Is it is it euphoria getting in the way of them doing the job? I'm not sure, but it does seem to happen a lot. Probably not as much as you think it does, but from a fan standpoint, it's so jarring. You think it happens a lot, but it's an interesting tweet, Brett, when you sent it out, because I'm sure you were talking about what happened last night, not once, but twice. You barely got to see. You always hate it in the building because you really feel it in the building. You don't sense it as much when you're watching it on television that the PA announcer didn't get a chance to to announce the goal before the next goal is scored. Like So it's always disconcerting at the Garden. Anthony's been to the Garden a bunch of times. He probably would agree. When Joe Tolleson comes on announcing the goal that the Rangers scored while the other team is celebrating the goal they just scored. You know, just you hate to see that. You barely got a chance to get excited, and the the uh, the music's almost like still ringing in your ear from the Ranger goal, and the other team is celebrating a tally. Believe me, it's uh, it's tough to call as well. It's kind of crazy, but uh, it's good to be back. 
I'm glad everybody had a tremendous holiday, or hopefully you did have a tremendous holiday. And we will get back to getting into the grind of this um, throughout the rest of the year, every other day. Now, um, I will be back on Friday. Like I said, I'm going to Montreal tonight. I'm staying over in Montreal because the Rangers are going to stay in Montreal into Friday, practice there, and then fly to Newark for the afternoon game on Saturday. So I will be flying back, but I will be back in studio with the boys for the Michael K show on Friday, and we'll get another podcast. We'll do a top five and all that. So if you want to get in touch with me between now and then at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct is the way to do that. Just three games on the docket tonight. The Devils in Detroit take on the Red Wings. Wild play host of the Lightning. That should be good. So the second game of the doubleheader for sure, 930 on TNT is excellent. The Stars trying to bounce back after a loss last night in L.A. will be in Anaheim to take on the Ducks. So just the three games going on tonight in the National Hockey League, and we'll have a, a pretty decent slate on Thursday to recap coming up on Friday. So enjoy the rest of your day. I'll talk to you again on Friday. This was the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.